नमस्कार लोगों यूर लिसनिंग टू दस्ट एपिसोड ऑफ इंडी पोर्टली a podcast where we interview the new and upcoming talent in the Indian indie music scene we are your hosts Ayushman Sanger and Richard Agwan today we would be talking to Sherazad an amazingly gifted singer music composer hopefully a lyricist as well and who's just released her debut single Pehchan which has garnered a lot of praise from everyone Hi Shahrazad welcome uh, to the podcast hey so before we start with anything we would like to hear a few lines from your song pehchan okay much a part of or identify so strongly with i think i was just making music and my music was always weird and unnatural to the existing genres so when i started to do more research as i was detecting a kind of emerging sound that's when i discovered this term indian indie so i i believe that's when kind of the, the identification started to happen all right okay. our listeners we just like to tell everyone that sharazad has an amazing background in the western classical mu- its music and she has now gotten into the hindu uh, the hindustani classical music which is if you believe that there are two branches of the indian music one is the hindustani which is the north indian and then you have the carnatic carnatic which has nothing to do with karnataka but it's supposedly the all over south indian music tradition so hindustani classical music why from western to hindustani what brought you here actually for many years i stopped singing or doing anything with music i was very active when i was younger i used to do a lot of singing competitions and it was very there was a lot of bravado and it it just started to feel very for maybe and not the right intentions anymore so i stopped singing for many years and i was in college in university i was in new york actually and 
when I was in New York, I started to maybe because also there was I started to see there was a tribe of like minded people who had similar experiences of being neither here nor there, kind of because I've like I mentioned to you both, I've shuffled a lot between South Asia and, and America. And so I think that really helped me in realizing that there could be a sound that could represent that, that was rooted in the, the Western kind of background that I had. And so I realized to complete that sound and to find the perfect sound, I would have to really go deep and study a very traditional Indian form. That's when I decided to move back to the Bay Area, which is in a weird way, kind of like a Mecca for Indian classicalism, not just in music, but in dance. Um, so I came here and started learning and, and then I, I fell in absolutely in love with it. And my guru, uh, Madhubanti Bhire. All right. And uh, Hindustani classical music, like you have gone through, Jaise Dhupad Hota Hai, Thumri, Khayal, all of these things, to learn that from the very roots and put that into your music. Yeah, you know, so, so is your question, like, is that what I'm learning? Kind of? Yeah, is that what you're learning? And is that what you're trying to create a combination between, let's say, your Western background, as well as your Hindustani roots, mixture that's is it that your perfect sound that you mentioned earlier you know i'm still searching for it to be honest and even when i hear khwabistan which is my album that's releasing on the 30th it still feels imperfect and it still feels like i'm not quite there yet with the sound and i think that's part of it everything that i put out is just a product or a fruit of the process of finding that and maybe when i find it i'll be like okay i'm gonna stop doing music now for a <laughs> while <laughs> like talash finally <laughs> so but um in terms of what i'm studying in hindustani music it's kind of um my guru calls it a samagri gayaki so it's kind of a combination of many different schools or garanas mm -hmm. and uh, i do really love listening in general to tumri and, and all the other forms that you mentioned and I actually supplement a lot of my Hindustani music education by just listening to tapes and mimicking the voices and trying to obtain something from there that I can then rechannel in a completely new wave kind of fashion through my own original music. So when you talk about uh, this amalgamation that you're doing and you're trying to create your own, uh, I'd say something like your own genre to produce your music, what else do you think, like what other genre do you think would be really, uh, you would be interested in, like if given a chance? Oh, other genres, probably to be honest, to just go very, very deep into the Hindustani form and maybe Karnataka as well, because my mom's whole side, my dad's whole side is from the north of India. My mom's whole side is from the south, actually from Karnataka. And so I would love to represent that a little bit and learn some Carnatic music, but I would love to explore just in terms of like the near future in terms of genres. Like I love deep house music. It's like my, oh yeah, yeah, it, it's like my guilty pleasure in life and <laughs> maybe some rap too. I know there's a lot of rap coming out like Gali Boy, Kevajese mm -hmm. and all these, like, but I think 
I would love to try it because I've always done spoken word poetry. And so I would be interested to see how that comes out in Hindi to Hindi Urdu. So the way it is, ki you're open to a lot of musical influences. And then according to what you feel inside, you will make your Sangeet. Banayenge. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with the pehchan, um, the first time I heard it, I was blown away. I'm like, kya sun liya? Ye kaise ban gaya? Ye kahan se aaya? And then I literally, that's me and uh, Richa's obsession. Hum artists ko stalk karte hain. Ye hamara time pass hai. Hamari zindagi mein aur kuch nahi hai. But uh, <laughs> we tried to find about you. We tried to stalk you. We couldn't find a lot. And then we were like, nahi, isko message karna padega that. Where is this music coming from? And the lyrics, they are quite something. Like anyone who's not listened to the song, please do. Please uh, read the lyrics as well. They are from an entirely different parallel universe altogether. I think it's extremely progressive. You know, when, when, you, listen, when you listen to the entire song, uh, I mean, uh, we were going through the lyrics and we were going through the song and... Uh, for me, I thought, wow, this is something we haven't heard, you know, for a good amount of time. We haven't heard uh, this kind of a lyrics. What inspires you for such a theme? Because uh, uh, this is so progressive. I, we don't see people picking up topics like these for their songs. First of all, thank you so much. I think in quarantine, it's been interesting to release my first couple of songs ever because... I haven't gotten a chance to perform them live. I haven't gotten a chance really to interact with especially people in India or South Asia. And it means the world to actually interact with a few souls, at least to hear direct feedback. It's very encouraging. And all credit in terms of lyrics does go to the lyricist of Pahchan, who is a very dear friend, Chanpreet Singh. And in terms of what inspired it, it's funny you say it's progressive because, you know, it doesn't really feel to me that it's progressive as much as it's just something that I, all the themes that are explored in Bechan, whether it's questioning patriotism, questioning heteronormativity, which for a lot of people who don't know what that means, like myself included until very recently, just the kind of chokehold that our heteronormative or heterosexual ways of being have on every aspect of our society, as well as other themes like religiosity, spiritualism, etc. I think all of those things, to be honest, are kind of what's on my mind always anyways. And I think that's probably true for a lot of first generation, second generation kids or children of the diaspora, as I would like to say, who are straddling this in-between kind of gray area and so a lot of questions come up. Uh, it kind of throws everything into, it, it throws everything up in the air, you know, all these things that we hold on to so strongly about identity. I think it was Salman Rushdie who said, when you, something like when you shift to the diaspora, that's when everything gets thrown up into the question because mm-hmm. nothing seems to really apply or feel real anymore sometimes. So it was definitely, it was a beautifully collaborative process kind of like a candlelit evening, my friend and I, Chanpreet and I, and I really wanted, at the time I hadn't started, started writing my own lyrics as yet, or I was working on that. And so I chose him as somebody to help me channel 
what was close to my mind and heart because he's such a dear friend and I really trust him. And that was very important in, in the writing because we had this six hour conversation or something in which, during which he was panning down the lyrics, but we were talking about all kinds of things, you know, queerness um, and uh, who, where we are in our religious stance and what it's like to be writing in Hindi and Urdu but here in America, what's it like to be here, but feel these very strong roots and, and feeling like motherland is somewhere else. So as a product of that, that's how Pahajan kind of emerged. All right. And why right now? Like you mentioned that everyone's in quarantine. You haven't had a chance to talk to people. You haven't even performed it live. So why release it now? Like COVID ke time, pe, what made you, what made, motivated you to release it at this moment? Or was it just the end product had come and you just wanted to share it with the world? Was it something like that? Yeah, we had kind of done this many, many months ago. And because things for me have also been very sort of, um, the, my music was slowly emerging, but it took me several different projects to really find my own voice and my own lyricism. And so when I started to do that, or, or rather, Chanpreet and I had worked on this song. And so while I was writing Khwabistan, it occurred to me that I should resurrect this project that I had to make anyways progress on. And it was a beautiful experience to also just see what it's like to release music. And that was another motivating factor to just get it out because I knew that I had to put out the larger album by October because it's a very eerie, spooky kind of album. I don't know if you all are familiar, like in the US, it's October, October is the month of Halloween. So everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, I mean, knowing that uh, how you, how you came to this, came in terms with releasing the songs, Pahichan, how does your creative process work? Like, like, how do you think while you were releasing this entire album, what, what made you, uh, go through a process, what were the thoughts in your head? How did you wanted that to be, you know, out? So kind of like how, what was my desire for it being released and how it would be received, was that it? Uh, your desire to release and uh, what are the things that you were like, uh, you were looking up to while you were releasing it? What were, what was inspiring you to release this album? I was really curious. I was really curious to see how people would receive my sound because it's really, weird and experimental and I had always wondered what it would be like for people to hear it how they would receive it especially people in well everywhere but I mean even in India and South Asia where I expected just naturally because my music is in Hindi and Urdu I was really curious because I don't live there I'm not familiar with what people want and what people what people's ears are listening like. So I was really curious to see if it would work. Now we definitely want your type of music. That's for sure. Khwabistan. You bola spooky hai, spooky, darawna type hai. 31st of October release ho hai, Halloween. Kya hai? Matlab, theme kya hai? Gaane kaise honge? Lyrics kaisa hoga? Is it something similar to Pehchan or it's gonna be something uh, literally a punch in the face ki what do you think in your heart khwabistan kya hai that's such a good question ki khwabistan kya hai seriously trying to figure that out myself i think 
Kwabistan is a culmination of my entire life's work. And I'm hesitant to say that because I want there to be an afterwards. And it shouldn't feel like such a loss that it's now published, but it does feel that way. I think Khwabistan is a, a very huge attempt on my part to get so much out that was with me, kind of going back to what we spoke about, you know, for a lot of people who do have these in-between experiences going back and forth in this changing world and having so many different identities and experiences as a result of that, I think it's easy to feel like you don't have a voice, you don't have representation, even if you look at TV, at film, you don't have stories that really represent you. And so Khwabistan was my attempt to represent that, to represent for myself, but also other people of this kind of tribe who uh, don't have music, uh, a sound that can reflect back at them the pain, but also the happinesses and the kind of uh, the various things that we go through when we are convulsing kind of between ideas and notions and all of that. So that all of that is, is, is to say that Khwabistan is, it's an album of music yep. and there's nine songs and there are many themes that are discussed. Uh, there are themes of mental health, anxiety, depression, domestic violence. There are themes of displacement, migration, um, and also just romance and love. And a lot of it is very fantastical. It's very dreamscapey because yep. it's intended to, Khwabistan, meaning the dreamland, of course, in, in yep. Hindi Urdu, uh, it's intended to be that place um, where people who don't have these tidy, very uh, attractive identities or who are not very socially accepted who don't fit into a box, essentially. It's supposed to be that land that they can call their own, finally, that nationality that they can genuinely say is, is theirs, that they can claim. Um, do you have some people that you're looking up to, some indie artists, some musicians, and you also think you would like to collaborate with? Collaboration. Who do you look up to? Artists, both yeah. as well as Western. In terms of people that I look up to, um, I would say there are so many people who I've discovered as a result of just noticing this path that's called indie and noticing people like yourselves who are actively there to curate and to promote and to elevate the voices. I think um, there are people that I've come across, Hanita Bambri, I think it's Hanita Bambri. Yep. Hanita Bambri. Yep. And there is this lovely singer named Bhavati, Bhavanti Basanti, ba, Bhavari Basanti. Bhavari Basanti. Bhavari Basanti. And then you have Kavya. You know, all these people who are kind of, I feel like maybe it's just me, but people who just have like, who have very recently like come out of nowhere and it's kind of like collective consciousness. You're like, yeah. why? Why is it that when I'm putting out music, I'm suddenly finding people who have similar journeys? Um, but in terms of like that also, and, and in collaboration and that kind of thing, if you ask that, um, like who I would like to collaborate, like I think I'm kind of in a place where I'm very self-content to not okay. collaborate as much um, because I've done a lot of collaboration. I do think that when you're at a stage like mine, 
it's very important to find your own voice and also become very self-sufficient. So learning how to, especially as a woman, yeah. how to produce, how to mix, how to record, how to be in a studio, handle equipment, technology, all those kinds of things are very much um, what I would like to rein in so that I can just all the more uh, make better music. And um, about the competition question, <laughs> yeah. I'm just answering, you didn't ask it, but I actually feel like everyone that I named, it's very easy for me to be like, you know, those people, those women are my competitors. But honestly speaking, like I said, I've been so empowered and inspired by listening to their very interesting, unique perspectives and voices. And so I honestly don't think that my music would be the way it is if I didn't have these kinds of influences and kind of peers in the industry. And so I would say the biggest competition, it's very, it's very cliche, but because we all have something unique to offer, the real competition is just within, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, just whatever my own barriers are into creating good music. That's honestly what it feels like. Interesting. Um, so one thing that we've been talking about, uh, that me and Richard talked about, based out of San Francisco area, created a music, put it out in the world. Amazing. You are hopefully you're getting a lot of positive responses. And how do you feel it would be if you come to India, if you start performing? How do you think it's going to be taken up by your peers? Would you be welcome? Do you ever think about it? That how Indian indie kaisa lagega? Is desh mein aake perform karna. Is desh mein aake logo se baat karna ki music bana rahi hu main. And mujhe apne saath aap logo ke saath kaam karna hai ya nahi karna hai. Kaisa vichar hai is baare mein? Vichar ye hai ki I think it would be a dream. It would be khwabistan. It would be the ultimate perhaps validation for me not just as an artist but as a person I think too because when you a lot of my music is like i said an attempt to uh it's to find a certain voice but it's also to claim a certain kind of identity you know i don't speak hindi and urdu on a day-to-day basis these are two languages and the album talks a little bit about that too there's a piece about lusting for a mother tongue because i think um having the experience of going to India or Pakistan and being able to present my work and getting positive feedback from the people who are the, mm, the, the, the holders and the carriers this, of these languages, for me, that would be the biggest thing is to get positive feedback for people to say that your lyrics affected me. That would help me, I feel like, in just feeling like, you know, that, I, that part of the identity has been claimed because language is such a big, such a big thing in that process. All right, lovely. Do you think being away from the country did create, I mean, you faced some sort of problems while you were releasing music or like being in India, uh, being an Indian indie artist, you think being in India would have been uh, uh, something adding on to your entire process? Hmm. Sorry, were you saying something also? Um, no, no, no. It's uh, just adding on to it. Would that, would, do you think it would have been easier to create the type of music in India. you are right now if you were in India? Do you think it would have made any difference to the way you feel, to the way you have created your music, the sound? 
कुछ अलग होता अगर हिंदुस्तान में होते डेफिनेटली कुछ अलग होता बट आई थिंक आई एम वेरी कंटेंट वेर आई एम एट बिकॉज वेरी ब्यूटिफुल रूरल सबर्ब काइंड ऑफ वेर आई ग्रो अप सो दर्ज लॉट अनपैक वेर नेचुरली you know this american suburban life and so that really helps me to just feel like i'm living in a silo i mean the only thing is that obviously naturally you become very disconnected from the real world the and what is happening to what was that the so called real world the so called real world but i think what i mean to say is like maybe you can also resonate a little bit anishman because you know in these western countries you know we're doing so much that pollutes and uh ruins like the rest of the planet literally and especially when you're living in these like cozy little suburbs it's so easy to just feel like the world is perfect la di da yes and you know you're just like making stuff that's really good and feels good to you but then there's always that thing which is like okay but especially in this day and age you know everything that is happening um especially in this country not sure if, if you all are following i mean i'm sure you are but you know black lives matter and um and just the corona virus and what it's doing and oh my god this election you know it's it's pretty insane and um but suddenly and and i think when you go to india i love also being there because there's something about um and i'm going to sound really like romanticizing right now and fetishizing of something that's not pretty at all but there's something very raw and very real that i don't feel here which definitely inspires um just in terms of walking out of your door and seeing on your doorstep the effects of climate change of global inequities um i find that extremely grounding and yeah. so would i would kind of feel a little nauseated if i didn't get a chance to be out there and if i'm just stuck here forever but that being said it's been good for now nourishing yeah, definitely i do agree with the whole concept of romantic romanticization so i've been there i i i feel like that every day so when i think about back home but yeah just one last question sharazad before because of the lack of time you just mentioned the black lives matter the coronavirus the trump versus biden election everything which has been pretty negative during the last 6 7 months while you were recording your khwabistan has that and i feel it would have but how do you think it has affected your musical process how has it affected your writing process with so much of negativity around but you living in a suburbia sort of away from it but not entirely away from it what do you think how has it affected your Well Khwabistan is a scary album. It's very spooky. Mm-hmm. I think there's a reason for that because the entirety of of it was written let's say February till now. So that was a hugely catastrophic time. Just uh, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh when everything was kind of coming out of the woodwork in this country at least it felt like and so yeah definitely it it was affected. but i would also say that i think i'm the kind of person that really internalizes things very deeply and so there would be moments where to be honest like i wouldn't go to a protest because there were kind of other things happening personally and i just i literally like health wise i couldn't do it and 
and so there and so I feel like there was a lot of internal kind of um uh kind of like internal bubbling resentment and and all these kinds of maybe negative but but important feelings that yeah. were then being channeled into the music and that's why you do find that Khwabistan maybe my music in general but certainly this album it does deal with things that are absolutely you know parallel to uh what is what was going on here what is going on here and in in the whole world lovely but well, not lovely but <laughs> hopefully the album would be as spooky as you make it sound and it would be as dreamy as the title suggests but thank you so much sharazad for being with us talking with us and guys her album khwabistan is out on october 31st it's going to be available october 30th october 30th yes i'm sorry mai buddha hota ja raha hu but so it's going to be out on october 30th it's going to be available on all the major platforms like spotify apple music youtube tidal please 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 listen to her it's going to be amazing and see you next time guys have a, a spooky night see ya thank you for having me Thank you.